Welcome to the Child Care Pro Circle Podcast, where we educate on topics that are directly related to the business of child care. Please enjoy the expertise of our special guests in an adult-friendly, relaxed atmosphere. Get ready to take away some useful gems, so feel free to take some notes. This podcast aims to help child care professionals leverage information to create processes, scale, and grow their businesses. I am your host, Spring C. Jackson, child care owner, best-selling author, speaker, and your Winner Circle child care consultant. Good evening. I am very pleased to have my special guest, a super friend by the name of Mrs. Catherine Statton. I happen to know Miss Statton personally. We were in a coaching program together and um, I got to know her through that program for about a year. And so I'm so glad to have her on. Um, and I just appreciate you being here, Miss Kathy. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to read your bio and talk you all up, and then we're going to ask you to tell the listening audience in your own words who you are and what you do. Catherine L. Statton has been a health and human service professional for well over 30 years. Her experience includes administering state and federal social service programming in local communities and working in communities that impacted national research regarding evidence-based programming. Over her 30 years of professional experience, she has served in both public and private nonprofit organizations with a keen awareness of the real issues that families and communities face. Everywhere her influence has taken her, she always sought to advocate for the needs of people and communities. She has wide-ranging experiences from providing direct services through community organizing and case management to formulating and implementing strategic plans for statewide agencies. Seeing the need to address individual, family, and community trauma, she launched Flourish and Grow to promote trauma consciousness and healing from grief and loss. Her dream is for everyone to be able to approach trauma and grief and triumph over the thoughts and feelings that have the potential of hindering us from bright futures to enjoy. She facilitates training and workshops on trauma, informed care and healing-centered engagement that translates to a social impact model to facilitate personal, organizational, and community transformation and change. She is a certified mental health first aid instructor that allows trainees to receive a three-year certification in mental health first aid. Her goals are to have the masses realize the pervasiveness of trauma and the symptoms of grief and loss to the point where these topics can be discussed and addressed openly with the end result of improving the quality of life for individuals, families, and communities. Welcome, Ms. Kathy, and thank you for your time and for sharing your expertise with us. Thank you. All right. So, Miss Kathy, please tell our listeners in your own words who you are and what it is that you do. Okay. Well, my name is Kathy Staten, just like you said in my bio. 
And what I do is I try to make conversations about the prevalence of trauma in our society. Um, more, I, I try to have make more conversations about the prevalence of trauma. And I try to get people to a comfort level where topics like early trauma, adversity, family dysfunction, all of those things that that um, you just spoke about in my bio, to start those conversations, to make people comfortable talking about it, because if we cannot talk about it, then we certainly will not begin to overcome some of the early adversity and trauma people have experienced in their own lives if we can't even talk about it. Right, because I realize, and I, I, I venture to say that most people don't talk about it because they don't even realize what it is that they've been through. They just know mental health has always been this like faux pas kind of conversation, like, oh, no, we don't talk about that because I'm fine. Um, right. And so a lot of people, especially in more impoverished communities, don't even realize that they've been through trauma, childhood trauma, things that they've, you know, gone through, experienced, watched. They just, you know, think it's kind of par for the course. And it's just life as usual, and they keep going, not knowing that they're really affected by quite a few things that they've gone through. Exactly. Not even realizing it. And so that's what I try to do. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to um, have have therapy. I'm not trying to counsel people, really. I'm trying to start conversations. You know, it's just, okay. it's just maybe the first point on the spectrum where somebody will begin to talk about it, maybe begin to think about their past experiences, mm-hmm. you know, that relates to where they are now, and they would be, become more comfortable, you know, maybe seeking out therapy or maybe uh, seeking out someone to talk to or mm-hmm. uh, revisiting some of those things that have been traumatic in their lives and really trying to process it and then really trying to go, go through it to get through it to get better. And so it's just starting those conversations. Absolutely. So let me ask you this as it relates to um, employees and entrepreneurship and just anyone in business. Why should we discuss healing from unresolved trauma as a way to like increase the employee productivity? Well, first of all, uh, I really want to talk about the original eight study that was done back in, it was done a long time ago, 1995 to 1997. And um, this study, you know, really brought to light some of the um, long-lasting mental, physical, social um, effects that early trauma can have on us. Mm -hmm. And when I found out about it, it opened my eyes a lot because, and I found out about it probably 10 years after the study, and I was like, wow, everybody should know this. They should mm-hmm. know how these health outcomes and uh, mental health outcomes and uh, substance use and abuse outcomes are affected uh, when people experience early trauma that is not resolved. And so that was done back in 1995 to 97. There was a recent study done back in 2019 that actually looked at the ACE score and the indicators of workers being impaired at work and their work performance being impaired because they experienced 
early child abuse, mm-hmm. household dysfunction, mm-hmm. all of these things. This study talked about how workers' performance is impaired because of early trauma and um, toxic stress. Because, you know, we all have stress, right? We all have stress. But toxic stress um, is very, very um, dangerous for us if we don't resolve the stress in our lives. Um, and it, it, it's, it's something that many employers, uh, whether you want to believe it or not, affect your bottom line when your mm-hmm. workers are impaired due to toxic stress and some trauma that they experience in their lives. They're not sometimes able to do the best work um, when they go to work. They're, right. They can be impaired. Yeah, I, I would agree. And that's one of the reasons why um, I am doing a better job at vetting the employees that I actually hire on and doing a longer um, kind of intake or orientation process. So orientation not just being that hour or two that you kind of just shove down all the information that you can get down into them and then hope they remember half of it. It's more of a night day right. process. And so Ooh. that it literally allows them each part of the moving parts of child care. And you're a, they're able to see that the work is not as easy as it seems in most cases and um, just letting them know all of the, the things that child care work entails and kind of being able to see their temperament for, you know, because most people are on their best behavior for the first two, three weeks, maybe even 30 days. But then, you know, then all of the other things that come along with a person starts to unravel. And then you're left with this employee that you um, that's either over excelling or, or achieving or just kind of falling apart and not really you not really knowing why. But they're not um, performing to the best of their ability. And in a child care environment there, they have unresolved things. So they're unable to help children who have unresolved things that they're going through currently because of the things that they've gone through. You know, they may, they may even subconsciously identify with it, but don't know how to help them because nobody helped them either. If that yes, makes sense. Exactly. And so uh, self-regulation, the ability to regulate your emotions is uh, one of the things that is impaired when someone has experienced a lot of early trauma or adversity or family dysfunction, Mm -hmm. the inability to regulate those emotions. So I oftentimes explain it like um, if you um, live in an environment that is stressful um, and that stress happens, you know, periodically, it's almost like your adrenaline is always pumped up. Mm-hmm. So you know that something stressful is going to happen, and everything that happens in your body. Let's say you had to run from a bear. That would probably be a one-time event in your life. Ever. <laughs> You're in the forest. <laughs> there's a bear. You run, everything kicks into where it needs to be so that you can get the energy that you need to run mm-hmm. from this bear. 
But imagine that you have to get all that adrenaline and everything that you need to keep yourself safe. Imagine you have to do that every day. But you right. have to do that every other day. You have to do that every week. Every time you you're come gonna to you're going to have somebody, yeah, yeah that, is, that it's difficult for them to control because they always have to, like, they always have to be on guard. They always have to be on 10. They're always in so survival mode. Exactly. And so um, the ability to, to regulate those emotions uh, in normal, no, what we would consider a normal, a normal situation or something normal that happens, you might find a person uh, that, that, that totally overreacts to something that maybe in your estimation is not that big because they're always like hyper um, vigilant. Yeah, absolutely. And so it kind of speaks to the person that um, also, and I can, I can attest to this because I was one of these people where the sock on the floor made them just spaz out. And you're, and everybody mm-hmm. in the room is trying to wonder, like, what is going on? Like, what made her so angry about the sock that got left on the floor? But it's the 999 things before that thing that was unaddressed, unresolved, you know, kind of shoved yeah. under the rug. And nobody, well, first of all, not being able to draw boundaries because not really knowing what healthy relationships look like. And, you know, just that point, it was just more than enough. It was just like yeah. people are trying to figure out, like, what just happened. And it was like you just missed all the other things that happened that made that one thing. That was it. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Exactly. So we will, we will pause right here. I want to thank everyone for listening to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We're going to take a quick break to recognize our sponsors. Child Care Pro Circle podcast is brought to you by Kingdom Kids Child Care. You're a star too, and not just baskets. Kingdom Kids Child Care is your child's home away from home experience, providing safe, quality care that won't break the budget. Your Star 2 jewelry and gifts are handmade items such as custom-made earrings, jewelry sets, and other handcrafted art pieces, personal items, to home decor. Not just baskets, are homemade baskets created to your exact specifications for any occasion. Birthdays, anniversaries, baby shower gifts, and custom designer baskets for men, women, and children. The book collaboration, Pearls, is a collection of advice and guidance for women who want to excel in various areas of their life, career, and business. In this engaging combination of intimate stories, thought-provoking guidance, strategic advice, and practical tips, 11 emerging leaders share pearls of wisdom. By the time you finish reading Pearls, you'll walk away with a collection of invisible pearl necklaces that will make you feel empowered. You will have a renewed sense of direction and confidence to face what's next for you. Order your copy of Pearls today. Welcome back. I am Spring C. Jackson, your host of the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. And we will continue our conversation with our guest, Mrs. Catherine Statton. So, Ms. Kathy, what can employers implement to acknowledge and begin to address the effects of employees' unresolved trauma as it relates to workplace performance? That is such a big question. Um, I would say the first thing that employers can do 
is to raise awareness about adverse childhood experiences. Mm -hmm. um, helping employees understand the root origins of physical and emotional health concerns, uh, providing services like EAP programs, you know, that, that allow for employees actually to, to get to get more information mm -hmm. and to get help that they need. Um, improving the work environment, uh, having a great, um, just a great culture where mm -hmm. employee morale is, is up, employee morale is valued. Um, all of those things um, can, can help. And like I said, the first thing is raising awareness. Because in your particular business, you're, you're, you know, this was a question for employees, but because your business is to care for young children, mm -hmm. you know, your employees, you know, have, may, may have to be aware of how some of those behaviors may actually play out. Mm -hmm. You know, in the in the environment that you that you work in, absolutely. So just raising that awareness is one of the most important things that companies can do. Mm -hmm. There is, um, or there, should I say, there are classes that they offer to teach our employees about childhood trauma and things that children may be currently going through, and just how to read the signs and how to look past the behavior and see the problem or see or or see the need because it's always a need even if the need is just a little extra attention a little more food to be warm to be i mean because you never know what's going on in their daily environment they may always be cold or always be hungry so if they don't want to mm -hmm. take their jacket off don't fight them to take their jacket off you know maybe the only thing that they control is maybe the reason why they stay warm and that's something that has grown as a self-consciousness, like, no, don't take my jacket because I'm always cold, you know, that kind of thing. When I did foster care, yeah. I remember there was a little boy in my care, and he was my little mouse. Um, and I called him the little mouse because he would wake up in the middle of the night or whenever he possibly could, and he would get food and crackers and snacks and anything that he could get his hands on, and he would hide food. And that came from not being fed regularly, you know, on a regular basis, all the time, exactly. that kind of thing. And so he was my little mouse because he would go and hide food because that's what he did at home. So he would stash things. So when there was stuff in the house, he would kind of ration himself some things because there would be long periods of time when he would eat. So definitely yeah. you have to kind of look past the behaviors and you know, the meltdowns and those types of things and actually pay attention to what that need is actually, you know, what that child's actually saying without saying it or saying to Exactly. Teachers. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So exactly. You, you offer some classes that um, will help them to kind of identify some things. So That's great. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you another question. What makes us hesitant to discuss and acknowledge trauma-related issues at home and at work? Well, I think actually, I mean, you, you said earlier how, you know, much more in the past than it is now, I'm happy to say, anything dealing with um, mental health or anyone needing health, uh, needing help with mental health issues, 
you know, has always been a very, very bad stigma attached mm-hmm. to that. And I am so glad that that conversation is being had much, much more and we're becoming more open about it. Um, so I think that, you know, is, is one of the reasons that, that we're hesitant to talk about these issues. And I think a big part of it is that if I talk about the, the trauma or the dysfunction that was in my home growing up, does that mean that I have to acknowledge that someone that I love mm-hmm. is bad or mm-hmm. they didn't do their job? And, yeah. and, and I don't want, I don't, I don't really want to acknowledge that. What does that mean? Um, and then how do I relate to that person now? Maybe I can, maybe they may be deceased, but that's a difficult thought mm-hmm. for some people to have. Mm-hmm. And I really like to, to, to let people know that when we're talking about emotional love and nurturing, um, possibly that someone didn't get when they were younger, you know, I try to put it in the context of if you asked me for $10 spring and I did not have $10 to give to you mm-hmm. and I had $5 and I gave you the $5, I gave you all that I had, but yet you still needed more. Right. So I, and so in that person who may not have been the best at nurturing and emotional, showing emotional love, was giving what they had, even though we know children to be happy and healthy and rounded and everything need, need much more than just a roof of their head and food to eat. We know they need a lot of emotional support as well. Yeah. But if they did not get that, you know, the person giving what they had, was what they could give. And I, I like to look at that like that because I think it helps us to to identify the fact that, you know, there are emotional needs that go unmet. And if mm-hmm. we can look at it like that, we can still have love and appreciation for what the person, whoever raised us, did. And, was, and then understand mm-hmm. there, there may be some other places for me to, or other relationships that, that bring that emotional need that I have in. Absolutely. So I think it may make it hard to, to discuss in that way. And I can um, attest to that. Um, I often say God has jokes because I believe that every single person that I have talked to on this podcast has been not only for the listeners, but for me. And so as you're talking and as we're kind of talking through this, I'm identifying with some of the things that you're talking about because that very last statement that you made about um, uh, it's hard to come to terms with or come to grips with or admit to that someone that you care about loves you, you love them, regardless of how um, the needs or some of the needs weren't um, met, it's hard to admit to the fact that that person didn't fulfill everything that you needed how you needed it. And so um, being very transparent, I didn't realize that I had mommy issues because she was just my mommy, and that's just the way she was. That's how she did things. It is what it is. But I was at um, mm-hmm. a counseling session. We had, had like a weekend retreat, and I didn't even realize that I even had mommy issues until I was talking in a group of ladies, and um, 
they went to bringing up like I had mom issues, and I was just like, "What? I don't. I didn't. That's just my mommy. What are we talking about?" Like I was about to freak out. Like, wait a minute, don't are you attacking me or something? You know, I felt like, wait a minute, and so it just went to it, it pulled that out of me so that I could address whatever the internal stuff was that I didn't even realize that I was suppressing or having issue with, but suppressing. Um, yeah. And, and it led me to this, what I do. Um, mm. Making sure that children are not only safe, but nurtured and loved and get those extra things that I didn't feel like I got enough of. I had the roof. I had the clothes. We were fed all the time. I wasn't, you know, deprived of anything in that right. And that's why I always say, um, you know, my life wasn't the best when I was little, but it could have been a lot worse. I wasn't, you know, thrown in a dungeon, beaten and hung and locked to bed. You know, all the, the horror stories you hear about children, you know, it could have been so much worse. But there are things that go unmet emotionally and, you know, safety and that kind of stuff. So I feel like it's a part of my purpose to provide that for the children in my care. And I often say that we are the gap filler child care and we're more of a mission driven child care because I want to be able to be that support for families and single moms and lower income families that don't have that village anymore. You've gone yeah. so far away from even operating like that that it's hard for families to get the support they need. So, you know, there are some places out in the community that will provide that support. So I just would love to always have my child care be that beacon of light or a beacon of hope for families out yeah. there to get their children through those um, pivotal young years and get the love and support and guidance that they need where, you know, most families are just trying to hold it together, pay the bills, live, thrive. And then they don't even think that the children needs that extra emotional support. I had a um, person tell me today, well, we were just in a rush and we were trying to get our dog to the hospital and I wasn't worried about our jacket. Are you kidding me? Your child needs a coat to come outside in. It's not that warm yet. And so you're telling me that the dog was more important than the child and the cold and the sick and the... So, again, we found some little pants to put on her because she had on a summer dress. It's still, you know, springtime where it's chilly and then no, no jacket on. And so they almost got offended, but, you know, I was able to talk in a, such a way that, you know, we have our rules, we have our things to do as well. So we just need to partner here. And yeah. they still need to come outside ready for the day. And I understand mm. that you might have been, you know, rushing to do this, that, or the third, but I know that animal wasn't more important than the kids. Mm. And so I digress. Yeah. So I'm going to take mm. another pause right here. Thank you for listening to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We're going to take a quick break for some inspiration. Creating culture in your child care center isn't something that happens overnight. You will need to think carefully about the values you cherish, the environment you wish to create, and the experiences you want to provide. Then you'll need to communicate that vision with your staff, hold them accountable to it, 
and commit each day to expressing that culture through your words and actions at work. Lastly, a positive organizational culture won't just help you recruit the best employees, it will help you keep them once they're hired. Childcare is difficult, rewarding, yes, but undeniably difficult. A great work environment can keep teachers going. Welcome back. I am Spring C. Jackson, your host of the Child Care Pro Circle podcast, and we'll continue our conversation with Miss Kathy Statton. So, Miss Kathy, why is acknowledging and healing from trauma such an important conversation to have? I think it's very important because, like I say, we all, uh, well, the reason that I do this is because I want people to heal, thrive, and be dynamic to be the best version of themselves. Um, I understand and I know that we all we all are connected. And so when I'm my best me and you are your best you and we all are the best versions of ourselves, you know, it just makes it, it just brings life to life. It makes living so much more um so much more important to do. It's very, very important that we acknowledge and heal from trauma um, so that we can be the best versions of ourselves. And that means the best employees as well. Absolutely. I would totally agree. So as we end up the podcast episode, would you do us a favor and give us um, a tip, a tool, or a resource that um, you feel as if would get us talking about this issue and um, have it be just like dinner table conversation where we're, you know, just talking about, you know, Uncle Sam, Auntie Kathy, Auntie, you know, you know, your mom, your dad, whatever issues that we may or may not have had in our family so that it becomes more of a conversation that's comfortable to have, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Um, one one, I guess one tip I would talk about is the importance of teaching skills to help parents handle stress, manage emotions, and tackle everyday challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, we have children. Nobody gives us a manual. Mm-hmm. Nobody, um, you know, tells us how it's to be done. First of all, there is no manual because... It depends on your family, the situation, everything that's going on around you. Mm-hmm. So there's not just one answer for a parenting question. But I think the more and more we give parents skills to help handle their stress, manage their own emotions, and tackle everyday challenges. You know, families and parents have so many challenges. And um, that's one of the ways we can help to make families stronger and to lessen the amount of toxic stress that is in the home. Mm-hmm. Parents are so important um, to building that home environment. So I would, that's what I would say. That was, that's the most important thing that I would say. Absolutely. So, Miss um, Kathy, we truly appreciate you taking the time to share all this valuable information with the listening audience. I hope you enjoyed being on the podcast because I certainly enjoyed you. Well, thank you. I was glad glad I could come on. 
I am so glad that you took the time to do that. It's been a long time coming. We have been trying to do this for a little while, but we yeah. finally got it together, and I'm so glad that we did. So, so if you yeah. would, share one more thing with us. How can our listeners contact you and support you? So should they want to um, tap into your services, see what it is that you do, see how they can um, glean from what it is that you offer, please let us know where to support you and where to contact you. Okay, I will do that. I do have a YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is Flourish and Grow. Um, I think that was in my bio. And I have several videos there talking about um, the age research and just helping helping families um, that are dealing with toxic stress and family dysfunction and, and abuse. So I have those videos there. They can connect with me on social media, on Facebook, at Catherine L. Staten, and that is Catherine with a K, L, and my last name is S-T-A-C-E-N. Same thing on Instagram, Catherine L. Staten. Um, also, they can go to my site where I have my Descendants of Dysfunction book. So I wrote a book last year, Descendants of Dysfunction, What We Can Learn from the Bible's Dysfunctional Families. And it looks at Old Testament families uh, and their dysfunction, and it also provides tools and things that modern-day families can use if their families are facing some of those things uh, that, that I speak about in those chapters. And that is DescendantsOfDysfunctionBook.com. That's where my book is. All right. I am actually writing some notes here. I want to make sure that when we post it on our social media platforms that we send them right to where they can find the best information from you, Miss Kathy. So, again, I appreciate, appreciate, appreciate you coming on and finally getting a chance to get to talk to you and talk to you about such an important um, topic, not only for families, but for those in the workplace. Um, this was a really, really good episode, and we can't talk about it enough because I don't think enough people really realize what's going on around them yet, but I so appreciate you getting on anywhere that you can and talking to whomever you can and spreading the word about the mental health, trauma, childhood trauma, all of those issues need to continue to be um, talked about as much as we possibly can. So again, I thank you. I appreciate well, thank you for having on. me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you and thank you listeners. Have a good night. I want to personally thank you for taking the time to tune in to the Child Care Pro Circle podcast. We truly hope that the information shared in this episode has enlightened, inspired, or encouraged you to take action in some area of your business. ChildcareProCircle.com is where you will be able to find all of the podcast episodes. They are also posted weekly in our Facebook community, Circle Time with Spring C. Jackson. Services I offer, products, and opportunities to request me to speak to your community, including all of my social media platforms, and so much more can be found on the website, springcjackson.com. For the continued success of your child care, I welcome you to join the Winner Circle.